this season on the Climate Alarm Clock, we're profiling different environmental organisations to find out what they do and how you can get involved. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Porik Fogarty from the Irish Wildlife Trust. Porik, it's great to have you with us here today. Hi there, Dara. Um, so Porik, I suppose if you could just start off by telling us who the Irish Wildlife Trust are and what you do. So the Irish Wildlife Trust is a, a non-governmental uh, charitable organization. We were founded in 1979. Um, and so we've been we've been around for quite a long time. And our mission, I suppose, is to raise awareness about wildlife and the importance of, of nature to people. Of course, we call it biodiversity now. We weren't using that word so much in the past, but basically that's what uh, that's what we do. For years, we talked about, you know, protecting nature and species and wildlife, and people kind of thought it was a hobby uh, that, it, you know, it was, you know, something for bird watchers and, you know, not not something particularly important. I think using the word biodiversity now, it does give it a bit more weight and it makes it a more serious topic, which, of course, it absolutely needs to be. And so when you talk about the Irish Wildlife Trust and having that role in biodiversity and protecting nature what does what does that look like what does what does the work that you do involve so we do a number of things. Uh, we have some branches around the country. So there are people out there doing uh, you know outreach at a very local level doing walks and talks uh, we produce a quarterly magazine uh, that our members get. We do a lot of uh, public awareness information, particularly through social media. Uh, we uh, are heavily involved in marine protected areas. Uh, we're involved in a, in a project uh, to promote that. And it was in wider campaign kind of issues, which is more my role within the organization. Um, we're basically trying to uh, raise the profile of the biodiversity emergency, but obviously much more than that. We're trying to uh, get people to, and the government in particular, uh, to do something about it. Okay, so when you mention a biodiversity emergency there, if I've never heard that term before, what, what does that mean? Basically, it's referring to the collapse of natural ecosystems, the mass extinction of life on Earth, uh, the fact that we have pretty much erased uh, natural systems and, uh, and nature from huge parts of the world, and Ireland included. Um, and the emergency part of it is, is really, I mean, obviously it's a disaster for all the plants and animals that are going extinct, but it's also a disaster for us because we simply cannot live uh, on a on a planet uh, while there's an extinction crisis going on, while there's a mass extinction event. Humans are very much part of nature, and so uh, we can't divorce ourselves from that um, crisis. What does that biodiversity emergency look like in Ireland? Yeah, that's a that's a good question, because people will tend to drive across Ireland and we see green fields and cows happily eating grass and uh, and we go out and we look at the sea and everything looks pretty normal. And, you know, you, you, a lot of people ask, well, what, what's 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 what crisis? Um, but our eyes are fooling us because we don't see uh, all the life that simply isn't there anymore. Uh, one way of, of thinking about it is that uh, Ireland is naturally a very densely forested country. 
but our forest uh, effectively is gone. Uh, there's you know barely one percent of our country is covered in natural forest, and yet we look at what's happening in let's say the Amazon or in Southeast Asia, and we're completely horrified at the destruction of our forest. But we don't really realise that we have done that to our country perhaps more than any other country in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in dealing with these crises, these crises, then. The work of the Irish Wildlife Trust, what kind of campaigns do you have ongoing at the moment that are trying to address some of these issues? Uh, so we work closely with uh, other NGOs in this area. So I would, I would emphasize that because we don't do anything on our own. Uh, we, we, everything is a team effort. Um, but we are trying to draw attention to really what, what we consider to be the very the main pressures on uh, biodiversity and natural systems in Ireland. So one of those would be the sea, for instance. I mean, we often forget uh, that, we, that we live on an island surrounded in, in uh, an enormous ocean. And uh, the ocean really is in bad health. And so overfishing, which continues, uh, is one of our priorities. Creating marine protected areas is also one of our priorities. And then on land, 70% uh, of Ireland is farmed. So farming is by default going to be, you know, the biggest uh, driver of uh, pollution and um, and uh, and extinction loss. So, so changing our farming system is a priority. But then there's also the areas that are not farmed, uh, such as our peatlands that I just mentioned, which are in a dreadful state, and, uh, and our river systems, which are all... Um, pretty much damaged or polluted in some way or another. Um, but ultimately, this comes back to uh, the point about natural ecosystems. And maybe this is a phrase that isn't widely uh, understood, but natural ecosystems are basically able to self-regulate and they're able to adapt to changes. And in Ireland, we don't have natural ecosystems. We've basically destroyed them all. So one of the priorities for us is to, I suppose, A, to get people to understand what that means and why it's a problem, but B, to... You know, what are the practical things that we need to do on the ground to restore natural ecosystems and to bring that resilience and health back to our country? Uh, you may have heard the term rewilding and rewilding, I think, is a very exciting and hopeful concept. But the principle of rewilding is um, about letting uh, nature uh, basically restore itself. So people will realize or have noticed if they go away for two weeks and they come back, their grass, uh, their garden looks a bit like a jungle. Um, and basically, if they never cut the grass, uh, most uh, gardens would turn into a forest at some stage. Um, and that applies to our land. And, uh, and so restoring natural systems really is about stepping back, giving uh, nature a bit of space, a bit of time. It doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing, because in Ireland we have invasive species. We may have drained the land to such a point that those drains need to be blocked. And I'm thinking in particular about peatlands. But in a lot of cases, particularly in the sea, all we really have to do is nothing. We just have to pull back and uh, stop destroying it. And nature, well, we have to hope nature will, will rebound. But I mean, the evidence suggests that nature has, has a lot of restorative powers. And the advantage to us from having natural systems uh, is manifold. Um, it is our food security. Uh, it is our water supply. It's um, uh, it, it, it is a, it is a buffer against extreme weather events. 
natural systems tend to store carbon. So if you have uh, healthy forests or healthy peatlands, they're taking carbon out of the air. Um, and it's it's wonderful for our, our own physical and mental health, which often gets overlooked. But, um, you know, living in a healthy environment where you have good access to outdoors and healthy outdoor spaces and not... Uh, traffic clogged pollution streets or uh or 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 damaged uh, ecosystems you know uh, has has enormous benefits for people so if our listeners have liked what they've heard porrick and they want to get involved with the irish wildlife trust um what can they do how can they get involved um, so the best thing you can do is become a member of the Irish Wildlife Trust. Uh, we rely on um, donations and, and individual memberships uh, for to keep us going. So go on to iwt.ie and and join up. It's a relatively small uh, fee, and you get um, you get our magazine and you get to participate in our events. We try to keep most of our events free uh, so that they're accessible, and also we're on social media uh, to follow us what we're doing. So uh, so yeah so. Um, uh, they're the best ways to to get involved with uh, with our work. Great stuff. And if people just want to maybe change their mindset a bit, live in a more nature friendly way, and reconnect with nature, have you any tips on what the first steps in doing that would be? Yes, the first step is always doing nothing and uh, and and observing and and trying to look around wherever it is you live. Try to just look around you and engage with what you see. And what do you see? Um, you know, do you see places for, for nature or do you see, you know, highly manicured gardens and landscapes and farms where there's no space for nature? And then I think once you see that, then you start to realize not only the trouble we're in, but also that, you know, there are things that we can do about it. And even if you live in an apartment with just a window box, you know, the smallest spaces uh, where you can allow nature to thrive um, are of value. Really, a lot of the changes are, are in our own attitudes and our, and our own uh, approach. I do think that um, with all the bad news that we get these days, it's very easy to be despondent and despairing. But we have to remind ourselves that there's an awful lot that we can't do or that we can do and that we can't um, we can't resign ourselves to to despair and doomerism. Uh, we really just have to get on with it as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree with that. Um, Porik, thanks, thanks a million for that. I'm sure, or I'm hoping uh, our listeners found that as uh, as engaging uh, and thought provoking as I did, and uh, and are signing up to the Irish Wildlife Trust. That was Porik Fogarty from the Irish Wildlife Trust, and that's it for this week's episode of the Climate Alarm Clock. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Climate Alarm Clock and on Twitter at The Climate Alarm. If you did enjoy the podcast, make sure to give us a review wherever you listen and do just share the podcast with a friend. We'll be back next week with our usual mix of features and news. Until then, goodbye.